Japanese or the Korean guy, like, going to have his hands, going, pen pen, apple, apple pen, and it's the catchiest tune ever. But, but, but why not? Why not? I just don't, I, I He's just... got apple, pen, pineapple, pen, <laughs> pen pen, apple, apple pen. <laughs> it's just, it's so, I, I don't know why people have got so much time in their hands, okay. unlike us who sit together and record ourselves on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Scott and Liam vs. Evil. Uh, today we're going to talk about They Live and Class of 1999. And Pen Pen Apple Apple Pen. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a special guest on the show uh, this week. Uh, we've got uh, Adam from Horror Movie Night. Hey there, lad. Alright, Adam, how are you? Good, good. Well, I was better before I had to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, uh, it's the first time I've watched it and I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, we're going to have a good talk out of this one, because this is one of the fucking stupidest pieces of shit that I've seen lately. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. So, Classy 1999 from 1990. Did I just write down my notes as they come in? The first thing I thought was when the robot teachers come in, I was like, is that Sunita? I thought that was quite at home, but then I realised clearly it's not Sunita, it's uh, Pam Greer, who, by the way, was pretty sexy in this film. She's always sexy. Like, her quality of actress was not like why is she in this movie she shouldn't be doing this to herself like i thought we got pam greer out of the like women in prison shitty movies like what happened if anything i'd say this was the highlight of her career <laughs> I, I remember watching this on, I, I went on netflix and i watched it one of those times you know you're just looking for something to watch you don't know anything about it and you just put it on and you sit back and i had a good time watching it the first time but this time watching it i, was, I thought it was tough to get through oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nothing, like it just seems so so bonkers I don't understand these movies that it's like the, the, the gangs that are in the school they're totally like ridiculously over overdressed with like leather jackets and stupid haircuts and, it, and it's, it's like very like classy Newcomb High I thought like the, the style of this dystopian future well let's get this out of the way have you guys ever seen class of 1984 though no no? Okay, so this is actually a sequel, this movie. All right. Um, Class of 1984 takes place, it's supposed to take place in 84, and it's got, like, uh, Roddy McDowell in it, and it's actually got, like, a 17-year-old like a Michael J. Fox. Um, and that one takes itself really seriously. Like, it's a good, it's a good, like, revenge flick. This is off the walls, out of fucking control, bananas, and I have no idea what, wh why they would do this as a sequel. Like, it's like it's, this is like if if made a sequel to Schindler's List, where Schindler like bought a zoo or something. It's like what the fuck? Like what? What is this decision making process here? Like, that is a movie that I, I would pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started watching this, I felt it was like it was like a trauma film, but. Directed by someone not on buckets full of coke, it had that kind of weird feel. And then from then on, I had a, a semi the whole time. I, I, I loved this film. I can imagine your, your semi started when the teacher was spanking the guy's ass. That is exactly like, what it started. You, you, I mean, it's just even that scene is just so ridiculous. Would you just sit there and like allow watch your pal getting his ass spanked? Yeah, like, I'd, like, I'd volunteer. <laughs> I'm like, sir, I've not been bad, but can you spank me anyway? <laughs> so it's nonsense. <laughs> I think the turning point was for me was when they they broke into the teacher's house and then there's all the like WD-40 and they're doing like these little gags and stuff. And I looked at the time and there was still like an hour left of this movie. And I was like, there's no fucking way you expect me to sit through another hour of this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't understand, I don't understand this. Like, eyeball from Stand By Me's in it. Well, that's what drew me to it originally when you see it. And I've seen Bradley Gregg was in it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally for this. But... He's just, I don't know, he just, he it it, it also was, was weird as well. It's like a year after um, Stand By Me was made, this was made almost the same year, I think, and uh, he looks completely different. But he's, was it, he's younger before, but he looks younger in this movie. That no. just stands out to me. <laughs> strange. Just got to talk about the, the brother with the stupid name, Angel. I was trying to figure out where I knew him from, because I thought, to begin with, I thought it was the wee boy for the, the Lost Boys, but then I realised it's not. But he was in Halloween 3, which is... The best Halloween. I thought franchise. I thought it was a lassie but until you, the very end. Do you know I what? Seen the name. He's now a writer and he wrote the movie Final Girls. 
That's, pre- that's yeah. pretty cool. There you go. You've got information for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense then. Where you do where like that he grew up to do stuff similar to this. Um, just I mean, Final Girls was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, we all loved it on horror movie night. We all fucking love that movie. Um, can we talk about the fact that Malcolm McDowell for some reason is in this movie too? <laughs> what is going on here? I'll I'll tell you why he's in it because it's brilliant. <laughs> And Malcolm McDowell only does brilliant films such as this, <laughs> Clockwork Orange, Halloween, <laughs> uh, the Rob Zombie one. All fucking brilliant See, films. Well, no, you're, you're, you're listening to movies here that, that I think are very um, subjective. You're playing fast and loose with the, the word brilliant here. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't even go as far as say that Clockwork Orange is good. Fuck off. That's one of those ones that bore me. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It's like even like even going as far as like say The Shining's not that good, but I could put up with that because... Adam, what would you say is Malcolm McDowell's pinnacle film? Oh, it's going to be A Clockwork Orange. And I understand if you're like somewhat bored by that movie, but I think that movie is like top to bottom, damn near perfect. Um, I guess uh, if he had turned into a, if you found out he was a robot halfway through, would you like to do that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, would love, I would love Clockwork Orange if he was a robot. That would be, that's, that's it. So it's movie made, I think. Yeah. So I, it's, it's pretty easy to get me to like a film. Just throw in some robots so and and spanking. Robots and spanking. And I'm there. What would fit in that repertoire? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's another Halloween crossover that we have there. Who did anybody else ever go on to do anything from this movie? Because I thought the main actor was familiar looking too, but I haven't like scrolled through the IMDb or anything. Well, uh, the main the main guy he was uh, he was in Stand by Me as uh, Eyeball Chambers. He was also in uh, f- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. He was the boy who couldn't speak, I think. The one who gets his veins ripped. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, but other than that, I don't think he's, he's not done a lot. It's not saying that he's still acting now, because he's, he's old now. And he's, I mean, I don't think he's done any noteworthy right now, but he's still... Uh, he's but Stacey Keach is in it as well. And obviously, in the 80s, he was huge. In B-movies. But I don't think he's really done much in the past few years. He was also in American History X. Mm. Which is an all outstanding film. That one, I'll get that one. That one's all right. Um, man, they killed so many children in this movie, eh? It's like non-stop murdering kids. Probably not enough, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's only about two left over at the end, but we could knock those ones off too. Hey, I well, that's what we talking about, like, like kind of killing kids and stuff. Like, the team they go to the party, and these like the, they are supposed to be kids. Obviously, they'll be a lot older actors, but they're supposed to be what high school ages, what twelve to eighteen. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in that fifteen to eighteen range, they're supposed to be. And they're at a party firing AK forty sevens into the into the sky. If you were at that party, would you? What would you do? That I, was I, my that was my one gripe that the gun safety in this film was <laughs> non-existent. There was none. They were just firing it randomly into the roof or into crowds. No wonder so many kids died. Yeah. No, oh, I I wanted to talk about that. This movie looked like it was really dangerous to film like they did not really follow a lot of safety precautions or procedures like there's the one scene where he's like he says bye to the girl and then he goes to like leave and go home and he's running along the side of a moving train like i guarantee they just picked up that shot they're like oh the train's going by really really quick get nice and close to it and fucking run near it like there's <laughs> there's supposed to be like safety precautions here guys and i guarantee like at least one person got hit with like a blank there's probably some shit in that gun <laughs> even at the end see all the explosions someone must have get like caught in that because there was shit just exploding everywhere yeah walking out of the school it's fucking crazy man and there's like 30 kids running around right like you can't organize that like i doubt they bothered to even try fuck again that's part of its charm that to me that makes it good i like danger <laughs> I don't understand talking like with all the dangers of the way that the movie worked. There was a there was a scene that was like almost like paintball when they were all having a, a proper firefight and like you know killing each other. And then he goes to meet his the love interest the next day and she's just going to school like normal. When all this robot teachers and gang warfare is going on, she's got going in with the books, going to class. Just just it. That's, just, <laughs> that's that's life. That's life, eh? That's life in nineteen ninety nine. It's so strange to me that it takes so long for them all to like believe the kid about how it's like the the teachers that are killing them because even if it's not the case like if you're you go to a high school and there's two teachers that within the same week kill two different students like you're shutting the whole place down like what the fuck is going on to be honest i noticed that he kept telling them the whole way through the film it's the teachers it's the teachers and the only time the kids believed him 
was when they decided that Hector was going to meet him at school and they're like Hector wouldn't go to school unless he had to oh maybe is he teachers <laughs> like how is that where you cho- choose to believe him rather than as you say fucking no, it, it's like they flicked the switch and just all of a sudden everybody was on board with him on that I, that didn't make any goddamn sense to me either I was like that's your lie that's your reasoning here everybody's like okay we're all okay with it okay let's go to school <laughs> Like, I just want to riff off you two and everything bad you've got to say. I want to shoot it down oh. because all my notes are really positive, saying, love this film, still love this film, and then just putting quotes in. <laughs> like, right here, you mechanical bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, see, when you get towards the, the kind of second half or the third quarter of the movie, it is actually it's a lot more fun than the first, the yeah. first half. When... Uh, but you know how when, when they start to like attack the teachers and they're, they're properly going out and uh, I think there's one kill, I think one of the robots kills someone and he squeezes his neck and puts like bowling ball holes in his neck. That was, that's it's when crazy. Malcolm McDowell gets killed. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's cracking. But you know, like when they get blown up, Pam Grier's got like this, like what, she got a, a blowtorch or something for her arm. The other guy's got like a rocket launcher. Why would, why were these weapons built in to the to their skeletons? Why, why if, if, the, if, the, if the end product wasn't to blow up folk and kill folk, then why were these why were they built with well, these weapons already attached underneath their kid on skin? Well, okay, the the main dude with the crazy fucking eyes, which I still haven't figured out if those are contacts or not. <laughs> but the guy that like owns Megatech or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. He he says at one point in the movie he's talking about from McDowell and he's like, Oh yeah, I, I said they were teacher robots, but they're actually murder robots. Like they're they I made them for the military. Wow. We're gonna send them to Brazil for something? I don't know what. <laughs> Oh, that, ex- well, that explains that explains that. <laughs> but that's what you, that's what you need in the military, isn't it? Just like uh, having the robots looking at Pam Greer, kicking about with her boobs. It would you would you go to war with a country that had thousands of Pam Greers? Yeah, <laughs> would I go to war with them? Yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Of exactly, you wouldn't. it's a brilliant defence having an army of Pam Greers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> send, send a letter down the street tomorrow. <laughs> Um, some, uh, some of the, uh, the the lines in it were well I don't know if they were good but I have got uh, quotation marks down like for this one I think it's like I, I've got my library card I don't know if they blew up the library is this I don't know it's fucking Even so, they tell so me go to, the, the, to go to the library uh, got, uh, when they're all trying to attack them at the end but the one bit that actually annoyed me is see when they went in to the chemistry class near the end and they're turning on all the gas taps I get my first punishment exercise in school for turning on the gas tap when the teacher was talking. I was going to say, because uh, I was trying to gas everyone. That happened to my school as well, somebody gets suspended for turning on the gas tap. <laughs> so, I hate it that they're just, that they're doing this as a laugh, whereas I get fucking, <laughs> I get slapped down for doing well, that. Well, neither one, because it's quite a serious offence. <laughs> yeah, but they deserved it. <laughs> this is bringing back some, like, bad full-time memories for you. Yeah. Slapped <laughs> yeah. around by the teacher. Me trying to gas the class and getting caught for it. Just, just a casual day in high school. Well, what are you, fucking a robot from Megatech? Why are you trying to kill your whole class with gas tech? What are you doing? <laughs> to be honest, they, they were all... They you're, were all so dis- you're a disturbed child. <laughs> yeah, they, they were kind of shit. I don't enjoy chemistry. I, I, I saw one way out of that class. <laughs> Explosions. I think somebody set off uh, fireworks in my chemistry class. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's, but it's not cool, it's fucking stupid. Mm. It's scary. See, at the very end of this, when they drive the school bus through the front of the, the high school and it blows up, what blows up? That's what I've written down as well. Why does, why does the bus blow the school up? It doesn't matter. They just had a, a, an excess of fucking C4 and, and gasoline lying around and they're like, the hell is this? Give it to the kids to play with. We don't care about anyone's safety here. Because when they actually walk out of school, the trophy cabinets are still standing and all the trophies are upright and nothing, there's no glass mast and the bus is like four foot away from it. And I thought, those are fucking sturdy trophy cabinets. Well, you need to, of course you need to. But I mean, there's pranks in schools and stuff and they've got to steal the trophies and that and then like they fund it. I stole your trophy. <laughs> you know, that's what the, so I've been led to believe that American high schools do. I, uh, okay, so I, I just finished Literally, as we were talking, I was just watching this movie because I had it on mute <laughs> in front of me here. Um, but there's a there's a sequel to this, and apparently it's called Class of 1999 to The Substitute. Um, why? Where do you go from here? What, what more would they do with this? To be honest, Adam, I'm on Amazon right now trying to buy that because <laughs> that sounds brilliant. It 
It looks like it's on it's on YouTube for free. I think so. No, no, I want to give them money for <laughs> you want, it. You want, you want it? You want <laughs> I want to. Oh, I want okay. to pay for this. <laughs> applaud them for you want to you want, you want to encourage them to keep making <laughs> cinema <laughs> gems like this one. Fucking too right. See, to be honest, as soon as I found out that the director Mark Lester had also directed Commando, there was no way I wasn't going to enjoy this film because I love Commando. Like I don't think I've ever seen Commando. Oh, Commando's brilliant. Daniel Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a dropper movie? No, no. Uh, maybe, maybe sees it as well. What's the job? <laughs> he sees it. And I think he sees it as far as I'm aware. He sees it all the time. Uh, no, I've not seen that one before. But sorry, I'm just watching like the first two minutes of this movie, and it looks god awful already. <laughs> what? What? Is that I'm sorry. I, I got to stop. <laughs> right. Has it got any of the same cast, or is it totally new guys? I think it's totally new guys. I don't know. There's, there's some, uh, there's a man in a courthouse, and he just got pulled into a door. And then another man came out, like, wearing his clothing. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you had me. <laughs> you, you had me at the start there. Got it. Do you see at the end of, uh, of Classmate 9, do you not think that it's, it's, it's one of those movies that, you know, the school's just blown up, like, all of this entire explosion, and then he just walks out with a, with a girl and as if nothing's happened, and that's it. That's where it ends. Like, you're still walking down the stairs and the credits are coming up. Like, that's it. Life just stops at that point. You don't get to find out. Any any kind of repercussions from the school getting blown up, from the guy who's you know putting murder robots into the school, from all the dead kids, you just you just like that's it. Well, at least he made it. Yeah, and what? Well, wait, what happened to Malcolm McDowell? Is her dad fucking dead? Yeah. Are they just gonna walk? Nobody's gonna acknowledge her dad. To be, I, I actually on IMDb it says Malcolm McDowell only filmed for two days for this. So he was just in and out. He was obviously just doing it for the money. Little did he know that he was starring in such a classic. To be remembered for generations. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I love this so much. I also thought that see the whole school bit at the end with the, the bus and the fire, it'd be a brilliant idea for a Laser Quest like level or paintball level. Yeah. Like just a, a futuristic school all burning down. I enjoy that. <laughs> so, so you want to play laser quest or paintball with actual like fire and explosions going on? Fuck yeah! Like a wee bit of risk involved. And pa- Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Spanking me. With fake boobs on. She's gonna have real boobs or fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'm in. What? What annoy me? See in the front cover and the poster for this. Who? Who's the I guy? Think, I don't know who that is. Because during the whole film, that guy's not in it. I wasn't sure if. Well, it's are you like, talking about the like uh, the like Terminator ripoff thing yeah, where like half yeah. the face is? Yeah, like that that guy's face doesn't appear in the entire film. I'm wondering if it's Bradley Gregg, like they so like read they went back and took like a promo picture for it later because it looks like it might be him now that like grown up. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that, but yeah. so it's not changed like since the movie came out. That's always been the. It's always so, been the poster. That makes no sense. But then the movie doesn't make any sense. So um, the movie makes perfect sense. Look. Look up the poster for um, the second one, the class of nineteen ninety nine, the substitute. It looks like um, it looks like the poster for the the craft. It looks like the poster for the craft. Oh really? Damn. It looks like in in the shadow of the doorway behind him. It looks like a bad shredder from the turtles standing in the middle. Where are you finding this? Oh, I'm. I think if I'm looking at the same one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tim that looks good. <laughs> it doesn't look from that from this poster. It doesn't look like um. There's any robots that we had on wait a minute. In the future, teachers are cyborgs. Pray you only get detention. That's the tagline for that movie. That's a, that's a selling point right there. Actually, yeah, it sounds pretty good now. <laughs> now that you say it. To be honest, I actually really appreciate you putting me on this film because I'd never even heard of it until Scott said you'd uh, chose Classy 1999 and I'm so glad you did because... <laughs> I put it up in like my tw- top twenty favorite films now. Really? Yeah, I fucking loved it. Well, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> well, I'm glad one of us enjoyed it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the other nineteen. Only... Sorry, Adam, go on. Okay, well, I, the only reason that I picked this is because Class of 1984, which I love, is like a good, solid revenge movie. And then somebody just like in passing one time told me like, "Oh, you know, there's a sequel, right?" And I was like, "No, I didn't know that." And he's like, "Yeah, all the teachers are robots." And I was like, okay, that's going on the list. It's got to be done sometime because that's just <laughs> fucking ludicrous. Why? Like, you got to go back. You got to watch Class of 1984 now and just see the gigantic 
gap in logically that goes from that movie to this. Like, is, is the are the robots in class of eighty four? No, no, no. It's just a movie about. It's a movie about a teacher comes to this high school. All the kids are punks, and they like wreck his life and like do like you know hurt his wife and stuff like that. So he gets revenge on. Right. Right. Where in there do you think robots <laughs> are the next logical step? Like, <laughs> I guess I guess robots are always the next logical step. <laughs> you like future, but that sounds, that sounds actually eighty four sounds like it could be a good movie. I'd, I'd be up for that. I always like young uh, Michael J. Fox. I think he looks like he runs really light on his feet. I hope he does a bit of running in this movie. Do you know what I mean? You know, if no. you watch, you know, you know, how, you know how the movie Teen Wolf when he's running through the halls because he's, he's almost changing and he's like skip, uh, slides on the wet floor, but he, he runs really fast on his feet. And I think it looks, it looks like I don't know why I just like the way he runs. He's not good in his he's feet anymore. He's not good in his feet anymore. No, you're right. He's not doing too much running anymore. No. <laughs> I remember he was at a, he was at a Comic Con that I was at. Um, it was a Back to the Future reunion and the queue for him was massive. Like it was like the whole day people were queuing just to get his autograph, and I thought really. Because you're not gonna know. <laughs> you're not gonna know it's his <laughs> when you leave. Oh, you mean bastards! <laughs> oh, Michael J. Fox. Like he's, he's, he's usually good. Like, wait, wait, wait! One sec. I'll make this all better. All right. Why does Michael J. Fox make the best milkshake? I don't know. Because he uses the finest ingredients. Why? What did you think I was gonna say? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you heartless, heartless man. Again, I did have some problems with this, but just because I now know that you guys have, yeah. and I don't want to make it look like I, <laughs> I'm the weirdo that just loves it. The waterproof robots. Is there going into the water? The history teachers like oh shit, we hate water. And they go in, and obviously, water would fucking destroy them. But they get back out, and then later, he dives into the water, and he's completely fine. That annoyed me, because robots can't go in water. Well, you would think that if you're going to go to the trouble of building war robots that look like people, then you, you would surely make them waterproof, no? But at the start, he opens his mouth and shows the, the circuitry, and that's, that shit's not waterproof. Hmm. That, that was so weird at the beginning of that movie because, like, you could tell that they didn't really have the practical effect down, like, right? So they just do the crazy quick close-up of somebody just stretching some skin over, like, the robot skull. And then and then there's no, like, wide shot of it or anything. It just cuts to people's reaction because they had no proper effect for that. But, see, watching this, I expected the effects to be terrible. But see, at the end, with, uh, uh, with Pam Greer and the other guy's robotic arms... I thought the practical effects were actually quite well done. Well, pa- Pam Diaz, I thought we could. I mean, obviously, you could you can tell because it's that she's not really a robot. But you know how like, like I kept I'm talking about her, <coughs> talking about her fake boobs because it's just like a breastplate that she's got on that's got like ten meter style like blows through the skin mm-hmm. and it and it looks ridiculous. You can see that it's double the size that she actually is. I thought some of them were okay. There was a there was a good part at the end. I think there's a, one of the one must be one of the robots gets blown up and it's like a a half. A half face, and that was quite good graphic. I don't know if it was uh, like an actual robot or I can't fully remember it. It's like his half his face is blown off and that he's was moving, yeah. talking. That was that was quite good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and then there's the shot where he gets him like with the forklift, right? And it like pulls the guy's head off. It was it was pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try get his room to my idea. No, I mean <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it, but like my last note I've wrote is that I, I don't think I, that's the second time I've watched it. I don't really know if I'll watch it for a third time. All it made me do is want to watch Stand by Me. Which I did do afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be watching it again either. Like it was, it was a fun watch, and I just sat here like baffled the whole time that I watched it. Um, I would suggest it to people that like this kind of like B horror, just bonkers, crazy movie though. I watched it with my girlfriend last night, and then she went to bed, and I put it back on again, <laughs> and we watched it like right away. That's some serious. Uh commitment to the, to the 99 I don't, I don't know why there's just something about it it just got me in the right way I just I th- honestly really I loved it <laughs> I keep saying I loved it but I there was, j- there was I a lot of, I thought there was, was kind of too much but I think it was like a trauma movie without it being a trauma movie I think it was it was, it was like kind of started off having enough stuff of the kind of bonkersness but it didn't go fully like it was tro- crazy. a trauma movie without being overtly racist and sexist <laughs> and making you kind of cringe a little like it was just cheesy goodness. Yeah. 
I, I feel like I'd maybe be willing to watch it again if I could like cut 30 minutes from it. It's just, it, you feel the runtime after a while on it. Just thinking back, if you could cut like certain scenes, is there anything that stands out in your, in your mind, like what you would definitely cut? Just a lot of stuff with the child actors. <laughs> <laughs> I hate child actors. They're, they're fucking terrible. Like, okay, um, a lot of the beginning... Like, I don't need to, I don't care. He, he just came from prison. I don't need to see it. Also, why is he a high school age kid, but the prison that he's coming from is full of fully grown men who are also walking around in towels inexplicably. <laughs> I don't know why. That's exactly what prison is. As <laughs> <laughs> in Scotland, um, maybe. Oh, yeah, they just give you a towel and that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you just have to get from one side to the other without losing your towel. And then you get to go free. And then you get to yeah. go, yeah, freedom. <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of people walking around in prison going, oh, I'm sorry, you'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asking about stuff you would cut, I, um, I definitely agree with the child actors. And the only one that we really would say is a child, because these people are all in their mid to late 20s pretending to be 18-year-olds, is his wee brother, that angel. That whole scene where he gets his cunt kicked in and he's like got really bad bruises and stuff. And he's like, yeah, and he's really shit acting. I have to just cut everything with him. I don't need. I don't care about his character whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, but it's unimportant. It, it, it's filler for a movie that's already running way too long. Just yeah. fucking cut it. I put it to you that it's not long enough. <laughs> well, you've, you've got a prequel and now a, a, another sequel, so you've got your. I've already bought them on you've, Amazon. You've got, you've got your, your next couple of weeks laid out for you. Yeah, I didn't just introduce you to one movie. I apparently introduced you to a whole trifecta. Yeah, you're the best thing that's happened to me in 2016. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say I think, about? No, I think I'm, I'm done. I'm giving it six sexy punk girls out of ten, and the end song with, for the credits was fucking awesome. I can't even remember it. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember it, but I know that I enjoyed it. But to be honest, I might have been stoned the second time <laughs> I watched it. So maybe that, maybe that's why I enjoyed it more <laughs> than I did because. I was on a different planet. <laughs> you're just like, like with like a childlike wonder, you're like, oh, this part's coming up. Oh, this is going to happen. <laughs> I can see why you'd be excitable in that situation, yeah. Do you know what? That's maybe got to the bottom of it. It's if I start watching movies sober, I'd probably enjoy far less things. But then my life's not fun. So <laughs> <laughs> it's better to keep... I mean, if I do that, my life's not fun. I don't mean my life's not actually fun right now. I'm not that fucking bleak. Uh, I'm going to watch it again tonight. Wow. Fuck it. Yeah, wow, yeah. This is very strong feelings about this movie. Huh? To, I, I do like a lot of shit. Like, the trashier the movie, the better I like it. So this just, you just got... It filled the gaps exactly where I wanted them filled. Oh, you're going to love 1984 then. That's, it's really? like this movie, but sort of like grittier and trashier and just it takes itself a little more seriously. So, if, it, if it's trashier, yeah, I, I then I'm really definitely is. on board. Well, you know how they wear all these punk clothes, but it just looks ridiculous the whole time? Like nobody in the world would ever actually wear that? Yep. I would wear most of the outfits from 1984. They're also, like, way over overdone, like, try-hard punk looks, but they're they're pretty fucking sweet, to be honest. But see, I thought that about 1999. I thought I would definitely wear everything that they're wearing. <laughs> the punks are... But, but yeah. Your main guy, maybe, you could get a passable look for his man, but then... See, his, his brother, whoever it is that gets fed the drugs by the teacher, see those mad, brightly coloured... Like spandex leggings. The yellow things. Oh, I'd, really? I'd wear yeah, I was, I was super jealous of those leggings. Actually, those yeah. are fucking awesome. I would one hundred percent wear that. I, I'd wear them. Every, I'd wear them at work. I'd wear them doing the gardening. <laughs> I'd wear them constantly. <laughs> I'm gonna try find a pair. I'd um, that's 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 some uh, powerful information. I think <laughs> I don't think I would I would uh, be able to wear them. It's because you get fat legs. Oh, thanks very much. Have you got anything else to say about classy nineteen ninety nine, Adam? No, I'm happy that you liked it. That's that's what I'm taking away from this. At least you enjoyed it. I got to show it to you. Uh, me, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. But maybe I'll get high and watch it. It'll be good. <laughs> what we should do is get high together and watch it, and then you can see it from my point of view and how fucking beautiful it is. <laughs> you want to go into the live? 
Yeah. See now I'm going to just be saying the same thing. They live is generally one of my favourite films. Well, I, do you know what? When I found this movie, I found it by accident. We've got a we've got a kind of second hand DVD store in Glasgow called Missing, and I pop in there every so often to have a look through them. And I found it by accident. Uh, I think it was about three pound, and I sat on my shelf for a couple of weeks, and then I eventually went to watching it, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this movie's fucking brilliant." Yeah, I love it. I mean, what else can you say? Yeah, about? no, they live is like. I think one of the smarter movies that Carpenter ever did, like, I don't know, just like it, it seems ham fisted now, but I feel like this, like, they live like really, really an original creative piece of work when it came out. Like, now it seems a little blunt to like put on the sunglasses and see all the, uh, all the like billboards and shit like that, but I feel like that was like really important at the time. De- definitely. It was just such a commentary on everything that was happening in America at the time. Obviously, I don't know a lot about the Reagan era, but from everything I've read, it's like it's such a satire on it that I don't understand why it was slated when it came out. you think critics would have appreciated that. Because they were all obeying. Yeah, they were obeying. I thought, I think it's, I mean, it's still relevant to a point now, isn't it? Like, we're, we're, like, we're still just all sheep, the majority of people doing what we're told. Um, okay, so I had, uh, this is, this is, stupid and please don't t- take this with a grain of salt but i had a theory one time where um you know at the end of carpenter's the thing how you don't really know whether it's child's or um shit i can't remember his name but the mcgrant you don't know if like child's is the thing or what's going on right i had a theory like they transport a child's body back from the arctic and uh the thing like learned its lesson about just like assimilating people so it started doing it like very carefully and that the aliens and shit that you see in this movie are actually just the thing and they've it's like successfully infiltrated our society. That's actually quite interesting. It's like a somewhat sequel then. Yeah. I quite like that. Right? And then, uh, yeah, well, that, that was my theory at the time. I mean, it doesn't really hold any water when you start thinking about it. But, uh. Do you know what? I, I'm going to agree with that and I'm going to tell people that that's my theory as well. Pull out the theory. Fuck, co-opt it, man. It's all yours. Go for it. I only found this film, obviously I know you guys don't like wrestling, but I only found this film through Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was a hero of mine. Like, yeah. he, he was, when I was a kid, I had the, the fake kilt and the hot rod t-shirt and used to run around my house screaming about Piper's pit. Is, so, he, is he Scottish? Yeah. Is he yeah, he's, Scottish? He's Canadian. I think. Rowdy Roddy? Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know. I will claim him, though. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> yeah, him. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he's Canadian, but he's got, like, Scottish ancestry. But whether he's actually ever been in Scotland is... <laughs> I am... Um, to, to me, he's always... He's an actor first, because I don't like wrestling at all. Wow, he's a brilliant wrestler. However, John, I did find it when I was, when I was watching this, when the guys, oh. said, when they're talking about, uh, like, describing him, they said, in his 30s, I thought, I fucking I right then. So I googled it. And apparently he's 34 in this movie. And Keith David's 32. They'd both of them are essentially my age and I think they look fucking old as shit compared to me. So I just don't know if I look in the mirror and still see some <laughs> see a 17 year old. I don't know. But I don't. I think he looks so fucking old, man. I think he looks like a proper adult. Yeah. I feel like he was the kind of guy that was buying everybody beer at the fucking liquor store and stuff when they were younger. Because yeah. he, he probably looked old like from the minute he hit puberty. He probably looked old. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> I know, it's fair. I mean, he is an attractive man. He's a very silly was, isn't he? There's, there's so many good quotes in this film, but, like, they shouldn't be good quotes. Like, the chewing bubblegum. I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. It doesn't actually make sense. And there's no context. There's no reason <laughs> yeah. why he says it. But it's still, it's brilliant. It, but if he did not immediately start shooting everybody in that bank and, like, gave them a little bit of time to process it, they'd be like, what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There's, there's a few times, they see when he walks into the shop and he points to the woman, he's like, you, you're alright. This one, real fucking ugly. <laughs> I love that I scene. think that's brilliant. And I, I like to think that he ad-libbed all of that. Being you like to he- think that he ad-libbed? Yeah, yeah, be, yeah, being the hero that he is. I, I just, like, you know how you're saying about the scene like in the bank or when he puts on the glasses to begin with? Essentially, he is the only one at this point who, who can who can see, who can see that they're, they're, yeah. they exist. Um, obviously, the, the aliens start to realise that he can see them, but he's just walking into a bank and bl- just blowing people away. Like, just open fire. He shoots two cops in broad daylight in a very wide alley that's pretty much on the street. You know what I mean? And nobody's 
everybody's just walking up down the street, like nobody's screaming, nobody's going like, you know, it just seems like it's, taking away from the context of the glasses and the aliens are actually there, if you're looking at this from the outside, this is a fucking proper serial killer on a rampage. Mm-hmm. Well, technically not a serial killer, but a, a rampage killer. Well, also, imagine if you stumbled on that alley fight and you just watched a man try and force another man to wear sunglasses. <laughs> 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 Actually, it gave me a... I think WWE now should bring that in to like WrestleMania. It should be a fight where the loser has to wear the sunglasses. <laughs> and then they shouldn't explain it. It should just be a nice homage to this film. Because Family Guy have done it with the Peter and the chicken fight. Is that where that comes from? Because I, must, it must I was come watching from this that. the day I, when I watched this last night for or yesterday for the for taking notes for this, I fast forwarded that, that fight. That fight's like forty five minutes long. This movie essentially is ten minutes plus a fucking very, very long alley fight. It goes on forever. So that that did explain the family guy because I hate the family guy joke as well. I hate the episodes when he fights the chicken for twenty five out of thirty minute episode. <laughs> That's fucking so boring. You hate it because you look at it and you go, like, you're just lazy. Fuck, like, you're just being lazy. You you are such shitty writers that you can't even fill up 21 minutes of screen time for your stupid fucking TV show here. I'm sorry, I don't like Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what you two are on. No, Family Guy, family guy got old. Really the, 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 the second and third time we done the chicken fight, yeah, I didn't like it. But in this, it's Rowdy and Roddy Piper. I know, but it's just... They're too... suplexing each other and... As Adam says, it's just so he puts on a pair of fucking sunglasses. See, it's it, ridiculous, but it's ridiculously good. It's just too long, though. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. Why this is this is fun and enjoyable, and the Family Guy shit is not, is um, because there's, that whole fight was actually not planned to be in the movie from the beginning. Like, uh, Rowdy Roddy and... Um, what's his name? Hey, Keith David. Keith David, right? They kind of, like figured it out and improvised it as they were going along and they just kind of went to John Carpenter and they were like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll get him to put on sunglasses but like, we want to, we want to like really stretch this out. We want to like, we got some moves that we want to show off here. Like, Rowdy's just still in fucking wrestler mode the whole time. He can't help but want to just string it out a little bit. <laughs> it's when he goes to hit, uh, Rowdy and Roddy goes to hit Keith David with a bat and he puts it in the back window of the car and he's like, oh, sorry. Like, why are you apologising? He's wrestled for 25 minutes. <laughs> Fucking kill him. Hurt him. And then put the glasses on. Yeah. I don't understand why he apologises. And then he laughs at him when he breaks the bottle. Do you remember that bit? That's, I don't know. If it's that fight scene, I fast forward oh, the whole fast I sped through the whole fight scene. Uh-huh. I was still there for 20 minutes. Do you know when I was looking up the, the actor, because I feel as if I recognise Keith David, and uh, I googled and I and beat him, and his credits look something like 300 credits. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's uh, his voice in the Adventure Time. He's uh, the Flame King. Adventure time. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's also uh, got voices of Rick and Morty and a lot of computer games like uh, Saint Row and Halo and whatever else. But what I did remember him from is uh, something about Mary. He was her stepdad. Dad. Oh my God, man! How'd you get the beans off the Frank? <laughs> That's him. It's a classic. Language. What I will always remember Keith David from is the '90s cartoon Gargoyles. He, was, he did voice acting for that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, have, I vaguely remember Gargoyles. I think. See, I, I just remember him for a while from this and. The thing, and there's something else, but now I can't fucking remember it. Exactly, they'd be huge, man. You'd be there all day reading it. Because I know that Siri did the voice for Saint Row. There's one of the games, I don't know which one it is, they have a replica of the fight scene, and Rowdy Roddy Piper came in and lent his voice to it. And it's both of them reenacting the fight scene in a mission in the game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Well, have you guys ever seen like a lot of other Rowdy Roddy movies? Because, like, I feel like he didn't do as much as I always think that he did. Like, I know him from this, um, Hell Comes to Frog Town. Which right? was good. And if you like trash, dude, you need to watch Hell Comes to Frog Town. Yeah, I heard, I heard you say, uh, talking about this on one of the Toronto Movie Night episodes uh, recently, and it's like I put it on the last I need to see how... It sounds ridiculous. Like, he's... What is, what is he, like, a, a serial raper who has to go and kill, like, repopulate the world or something? That sounds... That's Correct. Like, the hero of our movie is a serial rapist. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, so wrong. That's the type of movies I like. <laughs> and it was on Netflix for ages. Oh, and it? again, I was stoned out of my box. But I watched it two nights in a row. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I really don't have taste. I just, I know what I, like, I enjoy. You know what you like. Stupid, you, you cheesy shit. But we also saw at Fright Fest that short movie. Yeah. Uh, Portal to Hell yeah. and it was Rowdy Roddy just before he died and that was tremendous 
I don't even know if you can get it because it's what is it a short movie? It's like fifteen minutes or so, isn't it? Was it yeah, even as long as that? Fifteen, um, I think. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what you do with short movies if you make them to like like a decent standard. I don't know what people do with them. They were going to make a. a, a uh, it would be too hard to fight it online. I'm sure it's somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah, more likely. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Adam? Uh, Portal to Hell. No, I'm going to now, especially if it was like one of his last movies. Yeah. I think it was. There's, a, there's an IMDb credit that's got something after it for 2016 or 2017, as if it's in post production. But it was that was certainly it's filmed it, as yeah. his last screen time. Uh, the Portal to Hell. Because when we seen it, it was brand new, and it was maybe a month after he died. So I, I can't really picture him doing anything else mm-hmm. after that. But it was really enjoyable, and not just not in the way that I'm saying everything else is enjoyable. I can see from even your points of view that you would enjoy it. Oh, I loved it. I did. So it's not, it's not class of 99 enjoyable. It's actually quality. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to talk shit about your favorite movie, class of 1999. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, the more you guys slag it, the quicker it's slipping into my top 10 favorite films. <laughs> don't change in your mind. No. Yeah, don't, don't let us, don't let us damper your enthusiasm. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a poster. I'm gonna frame it from the wall. Yeah. It's it's it was that enjoyable. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday now. Yeah, get it signed. By, S- by who? By anyone. Oh, yeah, they're all still alive, aren't they? So Pam, you can Pam, sign it. Um, co- send it to me and I'll sign it and I'll send it back <laughs> over. <laughs> just sign it with your own personal feelings in the film. <laughs> it was shit, but I'm happy you liked it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I've got questions about this movie. See how if this, if this was happening to to you, right? Okay, you found the sunglasses. Would you be inquisitive to to then become the hero in this story and try and see it through? Because I often think that as much as I would like like to to have you know the big adventure, the big movie style adventure, and save the day, I would probably like like oh fuck, throw the glasses away and just go back to doing my my daily obeying. Ah, uh, but you're. you're I feel like I do something stupid like try and leverage this information against the aliens be like yo let me be a part of the elite like, i want to be rich too and then they just kill me right away <laughs> <laughs> i'd be rooted on the paper you, you would go on a mission to try yeah. and bring them the whole thing down although i'd get a shotgun shoot it once probably put my shoulder out and then I'd be I thought, me, I'm done. Is, is that shotgun it's like a, like a splatter blast but when he was in that bank he's got a pretty accurate aim there's a lot of people in there and he's only hitting the ones he's aiming at that is not realistic in my eyes. Rowdy Roddy Piper could actually do that. It's, oh, it's a fact. <laughs> just through sheer force of will, Rowdy Roddy could fucking do that. <laughs> Here's <laughs> the thing. I don't want to be Rowdy Roddy in this movie because then I have to fight Keith David and I would get the crap kicked out of me. But that, that's why they cast Keith David because they had to have someone who could actually like hold their own in a supporting role against Rowdy Roddy. For like eighties B movies, there wasn't a lot of actors that could have done that, but he done it very well. Oh yeah, see the woman, uh, Holly Thompson. I think that's the character's name. Uh, she's savage as fuck. Yeah. See, she throws him at that window, just like that. Oh, and also, do you know? Think her eyes are worse than the guy from Class of '89s. Like, and I think that's her real eyes. She looks like Goldie Hawn for Death Becomes Her, when she's you know looks dead. That's what this woman looks like. She looks like she's dead inside just because of her eyes. <laughs> and there's also that scene, right? I felt as if Adam said, "Do you have any more questions?" And no. you just told him about some woman's dead eyes. Yeah, and also that scene seems to me as if it's very rapey. You know, when she's in there, no, you're in charge, and that's what that's what it takes to be in charge. Then is it two guns? All right. If I you know the paper was left his own devices there, shit would have went down. He'd have crossed um, "Hell Comes to Frogtown" and "Where They Live" and just got to it. What's your overall opinion of "They Live," Adam? We don't want to keep you for too long, so. Oh no no no! I I love this movie. I think this movie is like a seminal John, John Carpenter movie that you need to see if you're into sci-fi and that kind of like that kind of shit. I, I it like we talked about Class of 1990 being too long. If this was a six-hour, if this was like fucking Ben Hur or the like Ten Commandments long, I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. I'm totally okay. With this. Yeah, it's so iconic. Obviously now with the Shepherd Fairy obey propaganda stuff. Yeah, because I seen this way after that, and I was like. Oh shit, that's where it came from. I mm-hmm. thought he just made it up. It's such an iconic film. I'm giving it a 10. <laughs> uh, I, I give it 8. 8 Dead Dead Women out of 10. Uh, awesome. I forgot to do 99. I'm going to give 99 a 4.5. I'm giving this 10. So what's that, Adam? You're giving Class in 1999 a 10? <laughs> I'm giving it 99 out of 10. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that's all we wanted. <laughs> so yeah, there's, if you've not seen 
Class of 1999 or They Live. Definitely recommend it. Listen to my advice and <laughs> go watch both of them. Buy them. Adam, do you want to give a shout out to the Horror Movie Night guys and just tell people a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, sure. Uh, we I, I do a podcast with uh, my buddy Scott and Matt and it's called Horror Movie Night. And uh, don't listen to the next episode because I, if I remember correctly, I got wicked drunk on the last episode and it's not going to be quality or good. Nice. So, I mean, skip over that, but there's all sorts of back catalogue that you should check out, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But to what, what you said there, that's basically our every episode. Yeah. We get too drunk and just talk shit. Well, I get too drunk last night and ruined my life. That's I'm, I'm suffering about a hangover today. Do you know, I woke up this morning and I've got an email, I've been suspended for Xbox Live for this appropriate conduct last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, what'd you do? I, don't, I think we went on, I, I was playing Halo, I was doing in the front room, so it's the Xbox 360 that's in there, and we were playing Halo 3, and I was terrible, I don't think I killed anyone online, and I got a message through from two guys, and one of them said, uh, you're terrible, you should sell your game, so I think I told them to go fuck yourself, and I get, they reported me. <laughs> You know it's bad when a eight-year-old boy tells you to sell your fucking game. I know. Yeah, well, that's how you know that he was eight years old because you're like, "Hey, go fuck yourself," and he's like, "Oh, that's it. I'm challenged. I'm <laughs> So, what have you got planned for the rest of your night, Adam? Are you, are you working? Well, you are you guys away? are forgetting that I'm in a completely different time zone than you. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's like ten to five here, and I'm already three beers deep into <laughs> this conversation. So I'm probably gonna have a couple more beers. Have a couple more beers and then rewatch Class of 1999 and you'll see it for the great, great epic film that there actually is. Yeah, once I'm sufficiently hammered and sunk into my couch, I'm sure that it'll be like that. <laughs> I really want to thank you for um, speaking with us, Adam. It's been, it's been fun, enjoyable. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was good time for us. And thank you very much for putting me on to Class of 1999, <laughs> my number one favourite film of all time. <laughs> Yeah, you you owe me like a life pack now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll make it up to you. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce you to your new number one film soon. Hey, perfect, thanks very much, Adam. Cheers. Okay, before I cut out again, thanks guys, thanks for having me. No, perfect, thank, thank you. you. Hi all you Teenage Comet Zombies, this is Kelly Maroney and you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. We want to say thanks very much to Adam for coming on. Thoroughly enjoyed his insight. Go check out Horror Movie Night. We've both listened to it. I'm a massive fan of Horror Movie Night. There's so many good episodes, so many good trashy B-movies that they slate and make fun of and discuss it. Really good entertainment. There's there's a really good story in there somewhere about Tent Guy, which is a good episode if you find it. (laughs) So find that on iTunes. Uh, Thanks again to Adam for coming on and introducing me to Class of 1999, which, as you obviously heard... I think is I'm quite going, okay. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm looking forward to seeing Class 84. That sounds yeah. good. Go for that. So, have you watched anything else this week? I just watched more of The League, I think, the fantasy football TV show. It's, I'm not sure. I think I'm on the last season, so I'm going to see it through. And oh, so how did you do in our fantasy league this week when it was me versus you, Scott? For some reason, I think that the, 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 the boss act gods are against me. The Bokuzi <laughs> gods are against me, and the boss act fucking god is pulling me in. Because I've done terrible for three weeks in a row now. Like, you should explain the whole yeah. boss act thing. Our, 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 our league's called the boss act, so if you win the league... No, it's called the Bokuzi. Oh, the, bo- the Bokuzi. Which and is, if you, if you put your balls in a kettle and get a, a girl... A teapot, sorry. Mm. Not a kettle, because mm. that could electrocute you. Yeah. Balls really are... Balls, balls. Yeah, balls are massive conductors of electricity. So you put your balls in a teapot and get a girl or a guy, whatever your preference, to blow through the spout and it massages your balls with bubbles. Yeah. So that's what our cup's called. The loser trophy is called the boss act, um, which you are going I'm, to... I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to make it. It will be done. And it's going to have the wee swinging scrotum on it. And and right now, at the very bottom of the league is your friend Scott. <laughs> yeah. Zero and three. It's, but it's, you know what it's like? It's, it's, like, it's like that old uh, Billy Connolly joke like when, he, when they're in the safari and uh, the two guys, the film, the, the documentary crew are taking photos of the lines and stuff and the line starts to head towards the the car and the boy changes into his running shoes and the other guy's like you'll never run a line like that so I don't need to outrun the line I just need to outrun you yeah. I only need to beat one of these yeah but no because right now you're own three I know so if you win once and then keep losing the rest you're still no I, I know no I mean on the final standings I only need to be uh, uh, ninth I don't need to lose I don't need to win it I won't win the the, the Bokuzi this year I'm coming to terms with that I just don't want the boss act you're going to get it oh man <laughs> 
and, and if, if, if it works in my head for how I make it it's going to look ridiculous and it needs to be private place in a house it needs to be in the front room it made it better this week because I had like three injuries like the day before and I just drafted three random guys for waivers and they're all done tremendous my guys got like three touchdowns fucking outrageous man I think that, but it's generally been a bad season for everybody it's been a bad season for everyone but worse for worse some others uh, so that oh you watched the league uh, I think so. Um, so too hungover the day to do anything else. I watched They Live three times in Class A in 1999 twice. <laughs> probably watch that again tonight. <laughs> Don't know where you find the time. Oh, I have started watching uh, The Walking Dead again. Uh, I'm watching season six to get ready for season seven starting. But I tried to watch Teachers and I just couldn't. So I watched the episode one of Teachers and it was just weird to see him, Andrew Lincoln, looking dead young with a British accent. So is that some new shitty programme? No, it's an old shitty programme. Oh, Have you ever seen Teachers? No. It's brilliant. Is it with these teachers? Obviously, they work in a school. Is it a guy from London? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. He's British. You never heard the teachers? No. It's classic. James Corden's in it when he's like fifteen. It's good. He's a teacher, but it's like their life. Like he's a bit of like a. Maybe sensible, maybe it sounds familiar, but I never obviously. And never it was always um, Bill and Sebastian that ended it. Was a robot in it? No. Was Pam Greer in it? No. Then I don't give a fuck. But there is a black woman in it. If that helps <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't like Pam Greer just because she's black. Oh. <laughs> I like her because. She, when she was looking at the kids through the robot eyes, one of her options was karate moves. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought anyone whose option is karate moves, I like. That's always, that's always an option I've got, karate moves. You should show us some of your karate. No, See, didn't. if you lose the ball, Cusy, in Super Bowl night, you've got to come in a dress and do I'm not, karate I, moves. No, the dress one was last year and, and it's never came, so I'm not doing the dress I never agreed to it. I'll put the boss act in my front room and I'll even wear a jersey that says uh, boss act loser on it but I'm, I'm not going to fuck that it costs like 60 quid to get boss act loser put the back <laughs> in at all hope you've enjoyed the episode uh, next week I don't know what we're doing yet any idea uh, we'll think about that after this in fact we'll think about it later because I'm going to watch class in 1999 so uh, keep listening sharing retweeting liking giving us ratings and find us in the usual places Yep, you can get us on Facebook. Uh, just search Scott and Liam vs. Evil. You'll get the page and the group. Um, like the page, join the group. Get us on Twitter, at Scott and Liam Versus. And you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Scott and Liam vs. Evil. And you can email us all your comments, concerns, complaints uh, to Scott and Liam vs. Evil at hotmail.com. And again, thanks to Adam from Horror Movie Night. Check those guys out. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Peace. No.